Hi friends, welcome back to Live at the Roxy. Why am I smiling like this? Why am I sing-songing? Why am I pretending to be happy when the world is falling apart? Well, because it's episode 299, of course. That means that we have gone live on this show for all of quarantine for 299 fucking days in a row, other than Blackout Tuesday. 299 days in a row. That's where we're at right now. We are officially at 299. What does that mean? That means tomorrow makes 300. Are you with me, people? 300. Yeah, clearly you are. 300 live at the Roxy's during quarantine. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So for people who said... How long is she going to do this for? Apparently 300 at least. And the rest we will figure out from fucking there. It is wild. What are we doing for the 300th episode? I have no idea. This is me right now. I can, I can barely see what's right in front of my face. Can I see here? No. Can I see here? No. I can see right here. So that is tomorrow Roxy's problem. 300 will be tomorrow Roxy's problem. Started thinking about it a little bit today. I think probably text Winston, Steph, Darina, my brother. Those are our series regulars or our um, recurrings. Probably text them, ask if they can pop on. We'll see. Uh, the third turd saying 300. This is Sparta. This is live with Roxy, but also Sparta. BC giving things that he wants to see tomorrow. We're going to twerk. I mean, fuck yeah, we are. For episode 300, we're going to twerk. You guys let me know. Today, Streamlabs and Super Chat in. What is your dream wish list for episode 300? We'll see if we can make it happen. Get those in now. Get them in loud. Get them in proud. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's happening. That's what's up. Shout out to all you guys for joining me live today. To Chris Lemchi and Matt Link, Rob Fishbeck, Brittany Parker, Jake Yacovetta, Jimmy Nails, Legoland, Ryan Payne, Christian Campos, BC, John Bainbridge, Spidey Sensei, Andrew Thomas, Joseph Ashley, Third Turd, Haskell 420, Jay Dog in the house, uh, and everybody else, JBZ. Mm, hopefully I gave some shout outs and uh, I do see this one coming in. Let's just take this super chat right now. Andrew Thomas. Hey, beautiful Roxy. Oh, you know me with all my makeup on. I'm just so fucking pretty. <sighs> I look like butt today, but whatever. It's day 299. Maybe for 300, I'll dress up because that starting at 300, we will be a fancy show. And in a fancy show, we sip tea with our pinkies out. Maybe we should get slosh tomorrow. What do you guys think? What's on the wish list? So, sorry, in the middle of this super chat, I just tangented. I got the sexy world girl calendar today. Woo, 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 woo. It made my week a whole lot better. So glad to hear that. Yeah, more people are getting their world girl calendars in, which I love. And I'm really, really happy that they're finally coming because shipping has been a nightmare.com. Spidey Sensei 72 says your sister or dad really should be on your 300 show. Did you find a new apartment yet? Uh, 
just got rejected from my most recent one that I tried for. I told you guys I sent them in an offer that was a little lower than what they had asked for. And today they responded and said they could not go that low. But I cannot go as high as they want me to go. It's by the difference of $195 a month, but that makes a difference. So I guess I'm going to have to let that one go. And then get this the fucking craziest thing happened. I I actually don't even know. How, I haven't processed it, this yet. And I, I don't know whether I'm being naive, whether this is because I'm a woman, whether this is because I'm young. I don't know what's happening. But there was one apartment that I really wanted to see. And I had reached out about the place. And he had uh, via email. And he had offered to show it to me. And then I emailed back and saying, hey, just making sure because the listing had gone up a hundred dollars and most things are going down during this time. So I said, just making for sure I can afford the original listing price, but the new listing price, which is more expensive. I don't want to come see the place if that's the price because that I can't, that's not what I thought I was signing up for. So he had said, no, it's fine. You can still come see it. Um, so I assumed that meant that it was at the lower price, but then, um, the timing that he said I could come see it, I couldn't come. This was like a couple weeks ago. And then uh, I reached back out to him the next week and was like, can I come see it this week? And and um, this was then on the phone. And he said, sorry, we actually rented it out to somebody. We leased it out. And I said, oh, okay, no problem. Thank you so much for letting me know. I'm glad you found somebody. Best of luck. I saw that it went back on to the app today and I I called and I said, hey, I actually saw that the listing came back on today. Is it back on the market? And he said, yeah, that other deal actually fell through. And I said, amazing, I would love to see it. And he said, to be honest, I'm not willing to show it to you. And I said, really, why? And he said, because I don't take you as a serious candidate. And um, it makes me nervous that you can't afford $100 more on the listing. And I said, it's not that I cannot physically afford that. It's just this is the rate that I'm comfortable with. This is what it was initially listed for. Um, and he was like, well, it's strange that you started negotiating with me before you came in. But I'm like, well, well, the last time he still wanted to show it to me after that. So I don't really get what's going on. And I said, well, I, I you know, through the application, I can show you that I make um, three times or more than what the price is, which is like the general guide and that I have excellent credit. I have like close to perfect credit because I've never paid anything late in my life. So um, I believe my credit, my credit is still seriously almost at 800. It's like really, really good. Um, and I was like, so I can show those things to you. And um, I'm, I've been renting for 11 years. I've never one time paid rent late. You can ask any of my landlords. I can put you in touch with any of my references. And he said, you make me feel uncomfortable. Um, it would make me feel uncomfortable showing you this place. Unfortunately, I cannot. Goodbye. It was very strange. And you guys know, like, on this show, I'm like, fuck shit, bitch, whatever. But in that setting, I'm like very professional. Um, like I said, I have great credit, great references. So I don't know. I don't really know what happened there. And I'm so bummed because the place is great, but he won't even show it to me. So that was really unfortunate. I'm like, 
I don't know, maybe because I am a public figure, sometimes these people look me up and they don't like me or my opinions or my feelings. Um, I've had that happen a couple of times. But I was like, if this really is about you thinking that I can't afford it, I can. So that shouldn't be a problem. Um, and yeah, it was really uncomfortable. So I went from having two prospects again to having zero yet again. I really don't know what I'm going to do. That was long-winded and so not what we're talking about on the show today. We actually have some major topics to break down on the show today. Ray Fisher has been doing some tweeting, and that tweeting is letting us know where he is at with Warner Brothers, with Walter Hamada, and what's going on there with Cyborg. And I really want to spend some time today talking about will we see Ray Fisher as Cyborg again, even though that's not the most important part of what's going on with him. I still want to break that down and the entire Ray Fisher situation. Also in the world of nerd, Dave Bautista apparently was offered a role in the Suicide Squad, but turned it down. And we'll talk about why he turned it down on the show today. Plus, Nicki Minaj just paid Tracy Chapman $450,000. Big payday for Tracy Chapman, who, by the way, people online are like, Oh, wow, Tracy needs the money. I doubt it. Tracy Chapman is doing just fine, but uh, good for her for fighting for her song because she, Nikki did not have her permission to use that. So they settled. We'll talk about that. Uh, and then because we are still in the world of the world and politics and all that, we're going to talk about Ashley Babbitt um, and that footage that was released at the Capitol because I don't know if you guys watched it. If you didn't, it is not for the faint-hearted. If you did, you know what I'm talking about. And we will discuss all that, plus Streamlabs, plus Super Chats, and more. Speaking of Super Chats, Melissa Byrne in here says, Roxy, I'm going to need some girl time where we can talk about Bridgerton and Simon Stat. Zoom, feel you, babe. Feel you, babe. I mean, whoo, whoo, so hot, so much booty, just so much sex, yes the closest I've been to getting laid in quite some time. And it was highly enjoyable. Loving me some Bridgerton. That is a yes, 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 yes for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer and check out what you guys are talking about over there. Um, the way that I say, the way that I say dot com is like such a Bostonian. It's like, I couldn't just say, Streamlabs.com, dot com. It just comes out, dot com, dot com, streamlabs.com. You know, got to get into the dot com. What are you going to do if you're not in the fucking dot com, dude? Apparently, this is my new accent show. Welcome to the show where Roxy tries out shitty, not thought through accents. All right, in the Streamlabs, today is currently the 8th day of January, which means our first Streamlabs came through with none other than that LD in the house, LD123, this morning at 4.57 a.m. What, LD? You crazy. Hey, coach. I just got done with the gym and yoga. Yes, boo. Back to the routine. And now I'm heading to the pool. Thanks for the advice for yesterday's show. I took a 15-inch strap on. Wow. And fucked the shit out of that performance. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of fucking the shit out of something, okay. Romeo asked if I would be interested in a threesome. I don't know if it's with another girl, kind of hoping, or another boy would be okay, I guess. If this happens, what should I be prepared for? If I'm not sure about it, should I say no? Will he be mad? And if so, I hold. do I hold my ground? 
or just go ahead and do it. I mean, I might be okay with it. I just don't know. I kind of like the idea of being with a girl, but I don't really want to watch him fuck her. Does it work with him only fucking me and I play with her? And if it is with two dudes, will Romeo get fucked in the ass or would both be in me? I have so many questions. Also, my agent told me I should find out about the Hallmark thing next week. And I also find out if we are going to tour next week. Wow, LD, this is so much information. If both happens, how do I decide if, and this is a big if, I get both. How do I say no to one? Will that ruin me for the future? Also, I found out that brother number two was in DC and was one of that bad people. What? Thank you, coach, and love you. Oh, my God, LD, so much to break down here. I need the help of the rock stars for sure. Okay, first things first, LD, if you do not know if you want to have a threesome, if you're not sure yet, then absolutely do not. Do things when you know you want to do them, and anybody who tries to convince you otherwise can go fuck themselves and literally in this situation. If he gets mad about it, then he is not the dude for you. Like, that is not a reasonable thing to get mad about. It's an insane thing to get mad about. So if you think you might want to, but you have certain specifications, you can talk to him about that. There are no rules to a threesome. There are no rules to things in sex. Um, if you, if there's such a, certain situations that you would not be comfortable with, like him having sex with another woman, you could say to him, I don't feel comfortable with you having sex with another woman, but I would like to bring another woman in, but only I want to be with that other woman. How do you feel about that? Have a conversation, be comfortable with it. It's not going to be fun if you're not. So, um, there are no set rules. If you don't want to be with two guys, then don't be with two guys. If you don't want him with another woman, then don't say you're fine with that if you're not. So hopefully that's helpful advice there. In terms of if you book both of these things, let's, let's uh, you know, talk about that when it happens more specifically. But no, that won't ruin your chances at like pissing somebody off. You're going to have to do what your agent and you decide is best for your career and what brings you happiness and joy in the thing that you want to do. And people can't really get pissed at you taking something for other work. You know, you just make sure that you dot your T's, you cross your I's, you send flowers, you thank from the opportunity, you know, all of those things. And you be a human being about it and don't just like ghost somebody. Um, then in terms of your brother being one of the people at the Trump riots, that fucking sucks. It sounds like your brothers have a lot of growing up to do in general, um, as they have called you some not so nice names and don't seem to be on the right side of history in a lot of things. A lot of us have shitty family members and that is what it is. And I'm sorry to hear that your brother was there because you certainly are much, much better than that. Um, and that is brutal. So thank you for sharing all those things with us. And thank you to the rock stars for helping talk about this. Uh, let's see. Ryan Payne says, if you're planning on threesome LD, it's important that you and your partners are comfortable with each other. Absolutely. Sumner 2100 says, I agree with what Roxy just said. Thank you, Sumner. Um, but can LD pick the girl, says Joseph Ashley. LD, you're allowed to do whatever you want. So yeah, you can say, can I pick or or whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, Spidey Sensei says, I'm super curious what LD looks like. She's getting crazy action during this pandemic. I know she is. She's really getting a lot more than a lot of us. And good for you, LD. Good for you and your 18-year-old self. 
Go on with your bad self, girl. All right, moving forward, uh, and really, really appreciate that, LD. Glenn Caesar in the house. Glenn says, hello and good afternoon, Roxy. Love you. Thanks for continuing to take time to hang out with us, even on days slash nights when it's challenging to do. Peace, love, buddies, and hugs to you and the Rockstars band. Happy Friday. Cheers to you and having a more love-filled 2021. As always, I hope that we can all find and feel some joy in each of our days, our weeks, our months, and our years. Don't ever forget when it gets tough. We're not alone, even if we're by ourselves. The Rockstars and World Friends communities are here for you. Uh, so true, Glenn. Remember, everyone, you're kind, you're smart, you're important, you are worthy. So keep on being your terrific selves because I, we appreciate you as always. Smash cancer, keep up uh, the fight, Smets, and everyone else who's battling, we're with you. Thanks for always being here with us, RJ slash Skittle slash Chunk. To paraphrase a song from Rusev in WWE, Roxy is the best. Roxy's number one. Roxy is the best. Roxy number one. Hashtag Roxy Day. Positive thoughts and vibes that things work out for the best for you in 2021 and beyond. Me blowing kisses to Glenn always. Zen Glenn in the house being the saint that he is, our mascot, our, our dude. We appreciate you, Glenn, and thank you for always uplifting our spirits because we damn well need it. Ryan Payne in the house, carrying the torch for Glenn. And if it hasn't been said, arrest the cops who killed Brianna Taylor, John Mattingly, Miles Cosgrove, Brett Hankinson, justice for the lives lost due to excessive force. Thank you, Ryan Payne, for saying so. Really appreciate that. Um, yeah, we're going to keep saying that. The say her name thing, the fact that I thought that was about Brianna Taylor, but it was not. We'll be talking about that briefly, but that was fucking devastating. For for just imagine I'm phrasing this less pettily, but like you can't just steal somebody's fucking hashtag. <laughs> so many things wrong with that. Mac in the house. Mac says, dream idea, get Winston to say hi to LD123 and make her cream herself <laughs> on tomorrow's show. That's what you want to see, Mac. Uh, Texas teacher in the house. Texas teacher in the stream lab says, hey, y'all still clean and sober here. Yes, Texas teacher. Friend of mine hit 10 years today. And had I not relapsed, I'd have 10 years too. It was a really hard day to be happy for him. Bum for me, Roxy. You're a gift for the universe. Stay amazing. Texas teacher, here's the deal. There's nothing to be bummed for you about because you are clean and sober today. And that's what matters. You know, you've put a big chunk of time and it's not like you erase those nine years that you were clean and sober previously because Think about all the fucked up things you would have done during that time if you hadn't been clean and sober. So those still count and you still got those great years. So please, please be happy for him because it's not like his sobriety cancels yours and be proud of yourself because you deserve it. It's pretty awesome. Lloyd Nance now says, hello, Roxy, 299. That's crazy. You should take a day off for 300. Thank you for streaming live every day. I look forward to your show every day. Wouldn't that be wild if I didn't, tomorrow's the day that I didn't come? It's not going to happen, but that would be insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Robert Turner in the Streamlabs. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Star. Suggestion for a guest on episode 300. How about Kevin Smith? That would be awesome. I don't think I could get him for tomorrow, but he would be an amazing guest. I would love to get Kevin Smith. Track stars. Roxy, if you like Bridgerton, then you should also watch Outlander. A lot of booty and great storytelling. Season one through three is Netflix season four to be released soon. Thanks uh, for being solid for all of us. Happy almost 300. Thank you, track stars. I've heard a lot of good things about Outlander. There's just so much good TV and only one me. 
Woe is me. Woe is me. Rob Fishbeck says, get excited, Roxy. Got a lot in store for you and the crew between today, tonight, and tomorrow morning and this coming week. Rob, what you talking about? What you talking about, Rob? Let me know because I do not understand. I don't understand. Don't understand. You guys, well, what is that from? I don't even know. What do you guys tell me? Sometimes I make references and I'm like, I what is this from again? What is this from again? Make sure you guys are streamlabsing in, stream in your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns on anything we're talking about today. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer or in the super chat. We got a couple more in there, but before I get to some of those, I do want to talk a little bit about what is going on with Ray Fisher. So if you watch the show or you follow Ray Fisher, you know that there has been this investigation into Justice League and the treatment on set and the accused racism and all of those things that took place that the investigation came to a close and that some of the things seemed satisfactory to Ray Fisher. Some of the things did not seem satisfactory to Ray Fisher and that um, it is been a long, long saga. But interestingly enough, Ray Fisher started tweeting um, again because the rap put out an article that was headlined Ray Fisher's cyborg written out of the flash role won't be recast. And so 22 hours ago, Ray Fisher tweeted, quote tweeted that and said, I strongly suggest that the rap amend this article immediately. While I appreciate the reporter's undying desire to do Warner Brothers picture and Walter Hamada's bidding, it is factually incorrect. I did not publicly step down from anything. The fact is the Justice League investigation led to Warner Media and its affiliates parting ways with Joss Whedon. Jeff Johns will be following suit. Had Walter Hamada gotten his way, none of this would have been possible and the cycle of abuse would have continued. My team and I are still in deep conversation with Warner Media regarding all these matters and flash or no flash, we fully intend to see this through. I'll keep you all posted, but in the meantime, thank you for your continued support. A over E, which again, as always, means accountability over entertainment. And that was his tweet. He then got tweeted at by Adam B. Very, who is a writer for Variety and used to be a writer for Entertainment Weekly and BuzzFeed. Um, and the tweet from Adam B. Very said, despite Ray Fisher's claims that Jeff Johns is leaning, leaving Warner Media in the wake of Justice League investigation, three sources tell me Johns remains very much in business with the company. More here. And then he writes an article for Variety. That gets, quote, tweeted by Ray Fisher seven hours ago. And Ray says, sir, you understand full well the difference between will be following suit and has followed suit. While I found the recent Leonard Roberts piece you helped create to be insightful and important, this purposely misleading Variety headline and article is everything but A over E. So that was posted by him. And that's his most recent post on this subject matter. I don't want to say regardless of what's happening here, like I don't care what's happening here because of course I do. And that is the bigger issue. But the, the conversation I want to start with is what do you guys think is happening here? Do you think that Warner Brothers and Ray Fisher are still in talks to have Ray Fisher be in future Warner Brothers projects as Cyborg, such as The Flash, 
or a Justice League 2 or the originally slated Cyborg movie, do you think we're not going to see him there anymore because he has stated that he will no longer work on a film with Walter Hamada? And it does seem like they just re-upped their contract with Walter Hamada, who is going to be sticking around. Do you believe that Jeff Johns is going to be leaving Warner Brothers? Or do you think he's going to keep his position there? What is going on with all of this? And will we see Cyborg again? Recast, not recast. Is there going to be a Cyborg in this DCEU? Again, that is the least important part about all this when we're dealing with onset treatment and racism and all the things, all the accusations that are out there. But I am curious as a DC fan, and that's where this is going to uh, affect the viewers. Do you guys think that we're going to be seeing him again? Curious from all of you. Okay. Patrick Glanville says, no. Matt Muno says, I don't think he's ever going to work again after all this. Wow. I do not agree with that, but interesting take, Matt. Murderana says, just watch him join Marvel and become the new Luke Cage. I don't think that either. That would be kind of wild, though. John Bainbridge says, I have no damn clue. This is confusing. Euphonica says, Fisher seems more enthusiastic than Affleck. Surprise Warner Brothers letting Ray go before Ezra Miller, considering his antics, though I'm not trying to pull the string out of the sweater. Warner Brothers did everyone wrong. Interesting. Dark Jedi Knight says, fuck Hamada. Okay, just straight to the point. Just very, very, very clear on how you think. Jonathan Donsell says, I think Ray is going to leave and go to Marvel. That is certainly a possibility, even though I don't think it will be as Luke Cage. I do think it is possible that he will go to Marvel after this. I certainly think he's going to work again in life. He's very talented and seemingly he didn't do anything wrong here. So why wouldn't he work other than the fact that studios like to protect themselves and, and it is risky hiring somebody who is viewed as a whistleblower, which is not what I view him as. But if studios view him that way, I do understand what you guys are talking about and the concern of him not working again, which would be extremely unfortunate. But you never know what's going to happen with these kind of things. Uh, Chris says, I think Ray's done with Warner Brothers. Legoland says, as a casual fan, he didn't stand out as a character in the movie for me. I think it's too easy to recast and seems like Ray Fisher doesn't want to work there anymore. So... Well, the thing that might revitalize it is the fact that we are going to be seeing Cyborg in this four-part Justice League Zack Snyder cut. Zack Snyder has said that Cyborg is the heart and soul of his movie, and that is coming out on Warner Brothers HBO Max, and we are going to be seeing that. You know, there's no way of not having Ray Fisher in that. He is the heart of it. So, that might put Warner Brothers in a tricky spot. It might put the fans back on Ray Fisher's side at this point. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. It does feel like he has a group of diehard fans who are in his corner supporting him. But for the most part, it seems like people are exhausted of this situation. They're looking at the fact that, that Warner Brothers did their investigation. They feel like they didn't find much because we haven't really been released what they did find, even though Ray Fisher said that they were fixing some of the situations for um, lack of direct quote, because I forget exactly the word he used, but he said that they had already dealt with some of the things and that some of the things were still being dealt with. But because they didn't find like one big blow up thing, it seems like a lot of people have kind of backed off of being in Ray Fisher's corner. And the truth is we don't know what happened on set. We don't fully know because nobody's telling us, but this whole situation seems really gross and messy. And I feel bad for a lot of parties involved. I have no idea 
uh, I'm unclear on what exactly Ray Fisher is accusing Walter Hamada of doing, except for being complicit. And if that is the accusation, it feels like he's accusing them of being complicit with the treatment of the other producers of Ray and others on set, such as um, Joss Whedon, Jeff Johns, you know, the John Berg, the crew. But I, again, this is all speculation and me just trying to read the tea leaves because nobody's telling us exactly what is going on here. I find it very, very hard to believe that after Justice League, the Snyder Cut, that we never see Ray Fisher again as Cyborg. I find it hard to believe because Cyborg is an incredibly loved character who is highly underutilized in the DCEU thus far. He also is a part of the Justice League. So if we're moving forward with Gal and Ezra and Momoa, it's weird already that we're not moving forward with Affleck. We possibly aren't moving forward with Cavill. It would be very strange to not be moving forward with Fisher. I think it's really weird to recast him as well. Although I would honestly re re prefer a recast than no Cyborg, especially also when we're talking about he's the... I'm trying to go through all of the Justice League before I bite my tongue, but... Like... Are we really going to eliminate the majority of our diversity? That seems like a fucked up move, too. That's not the only reason. I love the character of Cyborg, too, but it's just like, it's 2021. What are we going to do? Have a, a one woman and, and a bunch of white dudes? I don't actually know what Momo's ethnicity is. Mm, you guys tell me. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. Would love to hear the rest of your guys' thoughts. Super chat them in, stream loud them in, all of that stuff. Would love to hear. Going back into the super chat from something previous, by sensei said, fam, this is totally none of my business, but it's seriously bothering me. None of your coworkers even mentioned letting you crash at their place just in case. Uh oh, with the apartment thing? That's not true. Um let's think. Uh well, Kevin and Maria, my my um mentors and bosses of long time have said to me many times that I would not go homeless. And that if I needed, I could crash at theirs, but you know, they also are like trying to be very careful in this quarantine, of course, because they're living with um, her mom and dad who have diabetes and um, brain cancer, but they have told me a million times that I need to stay that I could. Um, Kate Mulligan told me that I could stay there if I needed a place to crash um, for a little bit. I don't think Steph would let me go homeless. I'm sure if I asked Winston, he would let me stay. You know, my my people would, I'm sure if they, I asked, a lot of them would let me. But then I would have to move all my stuff and then move it again and whatnot too. It's just kind of a nightmare situation. Chris Martinez says, just a reminder, arrest the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor. Yeah, we said it once during the show already and we'll say it again because we'll continue to say it. And thank you for that reminder. Absolutely to that. Yes. So. Yes. I'm looking at you guys saying, I know Kate offered. She really didn't. She texted me about it too. She didn't just say it on air. She said, we have a, a room if you need to crash for a little. With Shannon and Mike. Mm, good question. I don't think so. <laughs> I guess if I really, really needed it, uh, maybe. But I don't think it would be the first to offer. 
for a few different reasons, but no shade. I just don't think so. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving forward, let's see what's going on in the Streamlabs. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Prince that wasn't promised says, I thought the feudal system ended. Who lets people lord over lands? JK Roxy. Hope you find a place much love. I know. It's so crazy. Ace Money said, hey, Rox, it's my birthday. Can I get a shout out? Keep up the great work. Hell yeah. Happy birthday, Ace Money. On this January 8th, it's one of my closest friend's birthdays as well. I uh, adore him. His name is George. So happy birthday to both you and to George. So much love, friends. All right, more stuff going on in the Streamlabs. Tons of stuff coming in. PLD says, Gerard Butler for 300th episode because, you know, 300? No? Okay, I'll see my way out. PLD, that would be amazing. I'm not seeing it, but you never know. Maybe if we start tweeting at him like crazy, it could happen. Paul3JP says, Oi, it's your boy. Uh, <laughs> hope you're having a solid Friday. I think Ray Fisher completely imploded his career. He may have had noble intentions, but he went out a he went out about it in a way that ultimately shot himself in the foot. I hope he didn't shoot himself in the foot because he really deserves to continue to work, but he might've Glenn Caesar said, yeah, Roxy guest appearances by Winston, Steph, Doreen and Jeff for tomorrow would be very cool. What about Lauren LaGrasso? Another phone call with Grammy. I think all that would be dope. We love them. And yes, Rob and us rock stars have some surprises in store for you. That's very sweet. Yeah, that would be, um, Cool. I'll, I'll see about Lauren also because she's a definite regular as well. Rob Fishbeck in the house. Rob Fishbeck in Streamlabs says, LOL, I have a few videos and another surprise for the 300th. That's what I'm talking about. Can't give it all the details. Just wanted to get you excited. Who the fuck else on the planet has accomplished what you're doing? I'm sure other people. I don't know. What am I doing? Who knows? What the hell am I even doing? my best every day and just being honest and honest and honest about every single thing I say here. That's the truth. So there is that. Shout out to everybody who is in here live right now uh, watching this. I really, really appreciate you guys being here. Keep sending in those streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. They really help with this impending move wherever I go, I'm certainly going to need that. And also in the Streamlabs of Super Chat, you know the deal. All right, let's move forward and talk about Dave Batista, who turned down the role, or a role, an undisclosed role in the Suicide Squad. thought this was kind of interesting because it, obviously that's a little clickbaity. It's not like he just turned it down because fuck James Gunn. He turned it down because he was offered something else. So he was at the same time offered a role in James Gunn's Suicide Squad reboot, which we know he's doing. Is it even a reboot? That's what Jan is calling it, but their uh, sequel, that's really what it is, uh, to work on Zack Snyder's new zombie heist movie. So he took the role in Zack Snyder's movie over taking the role in James Gunn's movie. A lot of people seem surprised by this coming out because Batista seemed to be such an advocate for James Gunn. They seem to be very close friends. Batista stood up for James Gunn over and over again. And also, he seems to think he's a really excellent director. But when you think about it, 
it kind of makes sense. People seem to love working with Zack Snyder, despite whether or not people seem to love his work. People seem to love working with him. Like we know his people ride for him. Think about the Justice League cast. They are like riding for Snyder so hard and have been for a really long time. Snyder apparently is one of the nicest people. So working with him is probably really enjoyable. And maybe he wanted to work on something different because being in the Suicide Squad might feel pretty similar to being in Guardians. I don't know that to be true, but it could be. And maybe he wanted to stretch himself more, get more cred with a different director. Zack Snyder doing a, a zombie heist movie might have been more up his speed. So I was a little surprised by this. Curious what you guys think. Are you surprised? Do you guys think uh, Xenar says Batista would have been up for Peacemaker? I kind of think so too. But Batista and John Cena do play very different types, but they're both huge. So sounds like it could have that might have been the case. And maybe now that Peacemaker is getting a spinoff TV show, maybe B Batista wishes he made a different decision. I don't know. That's me just really throwing shit out there that I have no idea about. But that's how. I don't know. What are you guys thinking? Legoland says zombie heist movie. Did I miss something? That's what Zack Snyder's working on, a zombie heist movie. Take that for what it is. Rob Case is more interested in Reeves' Batman than the Snyder Cut. I think probably a lot of people are more interested in the Batman than a cut of a movie that we've already seen. I mean, I know it's different and that it's got 70 more million dollars, so a lot of people are stoked on it, but the Batman's still the Batman. Jonathan Donsell says, I think Batista is in Suicide Squad, just can't say anything. Oh, wow. So you think he actually didn't turn down the role in the Suicide Squad? You think he took the role in the Suicide Squad and then this is a swerve? That would be wild. That would be so weird. Hmm. I don't know. Matthew Gold says, Batista, Karen Gillan, and Chris Pratt are rumored to be in Thor, Love, and Thunder. But would that prevent him from doing this? I don't think so. Andrew Thomas says he would have been a good killer shark. I could see it. I could definitely see it. Matt Link says, I think the Suicide Squad as being akin to Evil Dead 2. Okay. Dave Watson says, Batista didn't understand that most of the time your best work comes out when you are not in your comfort zone. So you think that he was more comfortable in a zombie heist movie? Because I think he would have been more comfortable. I think the opposite. I think he would have been more comfortable again on set with James Gunn doing the Suicide Squad, which is kind of similar in tone to Guardian, seemingly. Let me know what your guys' thoughts are. Are you excited to see whatever the zombie heist movie is? Are you excited for Batista to be in it? Do you wish that he was in the Suicide Squad? Or are you thinking this is a swerve and he actually is in the Suicide Squad? Also, everybody who's saying happy birthday to Ace Money, let's keep it going. Send bunnies for Ace Money. Bunny for money. Bun bunny for money. Say what? It got weird when she did that. It got weird. She couldn't even help it, y'all. Bunny for money. Bunny for money. Speaking of money, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer right here in the super chat. Let me know all of your thoughts. Okay, going back to what uh, is going on in the news. Nicki Minaj is paying Tracy Chapman $450,000 to settle a lawsuit. So this was kind of an interesting story. I like both of these artists a lot. I think that a lot of times artists do this and we don't even realize this is the case, but this did make major news because both of these women are very famous and successful. Um, Chapman sued Minaj for sampling her song, Baby Can I Hold You, on the 2018 track, Sorry, even after the rapper was denied permission. She said, quote, as a songwriter and independent publisher, I have been known to be protective of my work, end quote. 
That's totally her prerogative, especially because Nikki's team asked if they could use it. And then she said, no, the truth is that it was on an unreleased track. So she sampled the song. Then I guess they must've asked for permission. Then the, they did not release the track, but the track leaked and, or leaked. I don't even know how that happens and got out there. And so Tracy Chapman sued her and they settled and $450,000 is not too bad of a payday. Truth is you can't just take another artist's work and use it. Even if, you know, you have to get permission to do that before you record it. So I understand why this happened. It is wild though. And in, in this day and age, and this is a conversation, I guess, for a larger conversation for a different time, what art you can use from other people. And once you put art in the world, how much ownership do you actually have over it and what art you can't use when it's a song? I think it's pretty clear. And I think that Nikki shouldn't have done this. And I think Nikki probably knows that, which is why she settled. I think she probably was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I didn't, probably shouldn't have done that. Cause if that had been done to Nikki, Nikki would have been pissed. I don't know Nikki, but I, I feel like that would have been the case. But $450,000, hey, I would take it. I would take that $450,000 so fast. And then I wouldn't have to worry about rent. I saw a poster too saying it was 450 k says Sumner. Isn't that what I'm saying? Or did I not say that? John Bainbridge says it's not really her fault that it was leaked, but she made it, you know? she made it. And is it not her fault that was leaked? I don't even quite understand how these things get leaked. Is it her team's fault? You know, and who exactly is paying the $450,000? Is it her estate? How does that take place? Even if you don't put it on the album, if it gets out there, then it's still out there. And how often are people buying albums anyway, when it's released, a lot of people are just getting it for free on YouTube. Surprising how much musical theft goes on. What happened to actual creativity and talent? The third turd said, well, sometimes sampling things is creative and talented because you're putting it into new light. But yeah, as much as I love Nikki, this wasn't the shining moment of her career. And I'm glad that she paid up because Tracy Chapman deserved it. So there is that. In terms of entertainment news, that's pretty much what we got going on today. One more small thing that I saw that I was just surprised about because I talk about Bachelor stuff on the show all the time. For any of you guys who watched The Bachelor, I had no idea that Pilot Pete and Kelly had broken up. Apparently, they broke up on December 31st, and I am a week behind on this news. But I saw these posts, and I was like, what? Pete's the one who ended up, oh, my God. For those of you who didn't watch, this was crazy. He, like, almost got back with his ex, and then he didn't. And then he picked this one girl, but then she was saving herself till marriage, and he had just slept with somebody else, so she didn't want to be with him. And then he picked this other girl, and he proposed to her, and then she ended up realizing that he was still in love with the other girl. And then he tried to be with the other girl, but then the other girl wouldn't be with him because their families didn't get along. So then he went with the person he had eliminated like sixth or whatever, Kelly. And they've been together for this whole time. And anyway, apparently they just broke up it's kind of big bachelor news. So just gave you guys the whole, the whole four, one, one. Is that what it's called? Well, there you have it. Uh, all right, let's move out of entertainment news and a little bit to world news because we do that on the show and it's worth talking about. I watched that footage of Ashley Babbitt, who is the veteran who was at the Trump, um, was at the Trump, um, uh, what are we calling that? Mob the, at the Capitol. She was at the Capitol and um, riot and, the footage leaked of her being shot and killed. And it was really hard to watch 
because it's hard to watch anybody being shot and killed. It's also really hard to watch because you watch people legitimately trying to break down our Capitol windows, banging against them so hard. Um, law enforcement not being able to do any, not knowing how to stop it. And are some major, major players in our government being standing right on the other side of these glass doors. It felt to me, just to be honest, that it was, I, and this is an opinion, I felt had these rioters gotten through at, at this wing of the Capitol and the because they were not able to clear out all the government officials that were inside, I think there would have been may, many more deaths. I think that they were out for blood. And while they were saying they weren't going to hurt anybody and they just wanted to get in there, it seemed very different than that to me. It seemed incredibly angry and charged. And again, this is speculation and opinion, but it looked to me like they were out to kill some, somebody. Do I wish that Ashley Babbitt was alive? Of course I do, because um, A, she's a vet. B, I wish life for people. But this was a position that she was in because of choices that she made. And it was really, really fucking hard to watch and scary. and. I wish she was still here because, again, I root for life. But this has nothing to do with the Breonna Taylor situation. And so taking, say, her name and applying it to Ashley Babbitt is so egregious and fucked up and disgusting and shows such a lack of regard or understanding for the Breonna Taylor situation. Breonna, who is asleep in her room at night, and Ashley, who is part of a terrorist attack on our capital, a domestic terrorist attack, because that's what it was. So, you know, nobody shot her 34 times like Breonna Taylor's apartment was shot at when she was asleep because of misinformation. Misinformation. This woman made choices and came to the Capitol and was attempting to break and enter into a place with our government officials as part of a mob. Brianna Taylor was an EMT, essential worker who was asleep in her bed and had done nothing wrong. So to compare these two things is so ass backwards that People who are saying hashtag say her name make me feel sick right now. Because unless you're saying say her name, Brianna Taylor, you clearly don't understand the fucking situation. One person asleep in their bed having done nothing wrong. Another attacking the Capitol being warned multiple times that they're going to shoot and seeing the gun. Everyone out loud said there is a gun. So that's, that is me not saying that I wish anybody was dead, but me saying comparing these two situations is not like comparing apples and oranges. It's like comparing innocence and guilty. And I'm not saying guilty to the extent that she should have been killed, 
But how were they supposed to stop them from getting in? They were actively trying to break and enter into our capital. Maybe they should be trained better to shoot lower. Maybe there's a lot of argument there. But that's so not say her name. It's so not that. And it's very frustrating to try to have these conversations because I'm not saying that I wish this woman was dead. And that's what people are making it out to be. But I am saying stop comparing her to Breonna Taylor who was asleep in bed at night. Fucking frustrating. More than frustrating, disturbing. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that I saw that footage and it was very upsetting, but it is not the same. Thank you guys. Um, we are getting out of here soon. So any last minute Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer or in the super chat. Tomorrow will be episode 300, which is wild. Um, and I will be here. I'll see who will be joining me. And um, yeah, we'll be talking about whatever the fuck we want because it's our goddamn show. So we can do what we want. In the Streamlabs, we have another one coming in from Cinema Garia who says, as an intern on the Warner Brothers lot, fellow victim to their sketchy executives, Ray Fisher fights for me. I've also not uh, noticed audiences slash people don't like being told that the truth. So maybe our mistake is always trying to get everyone to understand the LA film biz struggle. That's true, Cinema Garia. Like, people don't like knowing that racist activities going on on the sets of their favorite movies. People don't like that. So that's why a lot of people are kind of steering away from Ray Fisher and his cause. That sucks. Rob says, by the way, first of two videos for 300 episode promos drops as soon as the stream ends. Musical moments featuring Roxy Stryer. Please, somebody tweeted at me. I want to see it. It's a musical moment. Is this going to be in it? Probably not because it's already uploaded. Oh. Mm. Should I have been an opera singer? What would have happened had I loved the opera? What? All right, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I love you guys lots. I'm so grateful for you being here. 300 is a big one. We've done it together. And uh, I can't wait for tomorrow's show. I'll keep you guys posted on all the things that are taking place, including timing, people, all that great stuff. Couldn't do it without the rock stars. You guys are truly incredible and wonderful. And um, don't forget to put down your toilet seats. We know about them plumes. Reach out to your loved ones. They might need it today. Happy birthday to Ace Money. Take out the trash. I know it takes an extra few steps, but like we got to get that exercise in somehow. <sighs> Roxy Furlay Miz says pink sweets. That's really the message of the show. I've spent 299 episodes just so in this moment I could audition for Lay Miz. That is the truth. Stay safe, stay sane. Happy 299, and I'll see you guys tomorrow for 300. <laughs>